It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Utah's best athletes count on flexibility, speed, strength. And the Jazz pick up their 22nd assist. So they count on University of Utah Health. Brielle Soleil puts this game away. And so can you. Leading doctors, a world-class environment, award-winning innovation, care to be great. 14 unanswered by the Utes. University of Utah Health, caring for Utah's best and yours. Schedule your appointment now at uofuhealth.org slash care to be great. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to a brand new episode of the RSL Show. Uh, this is Andy Munoz, and today I am joined by Tom Hackett. Uh, we came out to uh, Friday morning's Real Salt Lake training over at the Zions Bank. Uh, what is it? Real Academy? Zebra? Uh, this is content uh, prior to the Seattle Sounders match, uh, and we got some really cool interviews. Uh, today we are speaking to uh, Moose, Danny Muvskovsky. I'm sorry if I butchered that. Uh, the new LAFC signing. Uh, we also spoke to, of course, Pablo Mastroeni, uh, and we also uh, spoke to Justin Miram. And last but not least, we spoke to beloved Demir Krylock. So uh, really proud of the content that we were able to bring you quickly on uh, such a uh, short turnaround. Uh, as you guys know, I went out to MLS All-Star Week uh, to work with Major League Soccer uh, specifically MLS Espanol, and man, was it such a cool experience. Uh, I'll talk about that about that experience in the next episode next week uh, when I'm back with the RSL Show team. So uh, keep it here. Keep it uh, at the RSL Show for all of your Real Salt Lake content on the KSL Sports Network. And again, uh, we're excited to bring you content ahead of the Seattle match. Take it easy, guys. Uh, don't forget to leave us a review and follow us on all of the social media platforms. Much love. Yeah? With you guys? No, no, just in general. He's only done the Dunny at halftime on the broadcast. Okay. Right. Yeah, that's it. Oh, let's go. All right. <laughs> cool beans. Very cool. Masovsky, is that how you pronounce it? Yeah. Okay, I thought so. All right, man. Ready whenever you are. Uh, Danny, what's the first couple of days been like? Well, well, I guess first, when did you get in? I got in uh, last Friday, okay. just right when LAFC was uh, playing the game on. They played on Saturday, I believe, uh-huh. so I came in the day before. Um, yeah, so that was when I got in. LAC didn't let you on their uh, their charter? <laughs> Fortunately, no, but it's all right. <laughs> These guys paid for a flight uh, for me to come out, so it worked out. Good stuff. And you're, uh, you're battling a hamstring. Well, no, before we get there, what, what's your first impression like? What do you make of this place? Uh, I like it so far. It's different than LA, but, you know, I like it. I just like how open it is, and then obviously everyone's welcomed me, you know, really good since I've been here. You know, everyone's helped me out, and, and the adjustment's been good so far. Uh, you're obviously from Nevada. Henderson, is that correct? Yeah. Uh, which isn't too far from here, I guess. Six odd hours to, to LA from Salt Lake City. So, um, have you ever been to Salt Lake before? Yeah, I have. Uh, so, I played college at UNLV in Las Vegas, and we ended up playing UVU. Um, so, I ended up coming to Salt Lake a lot. And then when I was younger for tournaments as well. So, 
I've been in the area, just not for you know an extended period of time, but, but I've been here for sure. All right, tell the fans a little bit about you. You married, got a girlfriend, dog. Is it just you out here? What's the situation? <laughs> it's just me out here. I do have a girlfriend. Um, she's in LA right now. Um, yeah, so but other than that, it's just us two. Is she going to move out? Uh, we don't know yet, but uh, we'll see how it goes. Yeah. At first, I'm just focused on the adjustment and, and moving. I so. got you. Well, speaking of the adjustment, you're dealing with a bit of a hamstring injury. You're training away from the team. Update us on, on, uh, on the injury and where it's at. Yeah, I think about two two weeks out, essentially. Um, rehab's been going good so far. Um, but, you know, it's just tough dealing with a, I got a grade two hamstring injury in a, in a game against Galaxy about a month ago. So, uh, yeah, I'll be rebounding from that, and hopefully hopefully I'll be on the field soon. And then um, when it comes to your particular style of play, what, what, what is it about you that you feel like you're, um, you're best suited at? I just think I'm best suited as a goal poacher. That's how I describe my my style of play. I just try to get in the box, find myself in dangerous spots, and and put the ball in the back of the net, really. Um, But outside that also, too, I think I could work defensively as well and help the team in that that way as well. When I think of goal poacher, I think of uh, Wondolowski, who scores too many goals for RSL fans liking (laughs) here in in Rio Tinto Stadium. Is he somebody that you kind of followed throughout, uh, throughout your career growing up? For sure, yeah. Wondolowski was definitely a player I grew up watching. Um, I was also drafted by the San Jose Earthquakes, so I also got to play with him briefly. Um, and he, even then, just the brief time I was with him, just he shared little insights with me. And definitely, yeah, he's a role model, not just for me, but for a lot of strikers in the in the United States. And then, um, obviously, a lot's been said about LAFC and, and kind of the star-studded lineup. You were able to, to, to train and, and play alongside the likes of, of Carlos Vela and and a handful of other guys, Brian Rodriguez comes to mind as well. What, what was that like? Did you um, do you feel like you personally learned a ton from from those sort of players and developed a lot under um, uh, un- under that watch? I guess. Yeah, I believe so. LAFC was really my first opportunity in MLS, so that was my first exposure to to this level. And I think yeah, definitely having teammates like Carlos, um, you know, Chicho Arango. Um, and Brian Rodriguez, all those guys, all the attackers, uh, you know, they're just really smart and they just have good instincts. And, yeah, I just think I learned a lot from them and, and just, yeah, picked up a lot of things. Are you as hungry as you ever have been to um, to make this this stay work at, at Real? So, look, you have bounced around to a, to a few different teams. I was looking at your Wikipedia, your, your profile. You played for a bunch of clubs, uh, San Jose, LAFC being the two MLS ones. But are you, are you as hungry as ever now that you're at, at Real Salt Lake? Yeah, uh, you know, I'm 26 years old right now. I feel, you know, physically the best where I've been at in my career. And, and then also mixing that in with the experience I've got now. So yeah, I feel like, yeah, it's all coming together in a good way. And obviously I want to I want to make it out and max out, you know, my potential. Well, Danny, we're excited to speak to you. And uh, best of luck with the recovery. We're excited to see you on the pitch. Awesome. Thank, Thank you. Appreciate you guys. Thank cool. You, dude. Thank you. Hey, dude, I have a quick question for you, too. Real, real quick. Um, on Twitter, there was a lot of fans from LAFC just kind of sad to see you go. Much love for you over there. Why do you think that is? Like, why do you think the the fans kind of latched onto you? <laughs> That's a good question. Uh, I don't know. I just think it was, I don't know. It was the way I interacted with fans, I think. I, I really did try to show them a lot of love. And then, I don't know. I think that they saw a lot of my interviews and just, I don't know, kind of liked my personality a bit. And and then, yeah, I had a little nickname that they really liked there, too. So I think that also resonated with a lot of fans. So, uh, yeah, I think that's what it was. But, you know, I love those fans. And, yeah, I was really grateful for the time that I had with them. Awesome, bro. Thank you. Thank yeah, you, dude. Appreciate sure. it. Nice thank to meet you, you man. Yeah, really excited course. to have you here, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Excited. excited to get started. Cool, cool. All right, bro, you're good. Okay. Justin, how do you feel? How's the buddy feel? Feels good. Uh, obviously, final stretch. So, 
it's time to uh, turn it up a little bit, and you know every game counts that much more. Six point games now, so you've been doing this for a while, so you know the importance of these games. Have you been able to speak to some of the younger players on the team and try and get the uh, the energy of the group? Yeah, um, you know the thing I've relayed this whole week is um, small details. Uh, we don't really have to change much. If you look at you know the past few games, we're giving up a goal in in the first few minutes of, of Dallas mistake off a throw-in you know I got to be better um, we give up two goals in, in, in San Jose that you know from our mistakes uh, the first two goals of LAFC you know come from us um, and you know we all just have to tighten up a little bit more just be a little bit more conscious of just clear the ball um, and, and regroup and I think just these little moments um, have put up a, put us in this little rut but um in a way, it's not like we're getting, you know, outplayed or outmatched or our intensity's not there. So there's a lot of good stuff. It's just now tightening the bolts a little bit. You mentioned you are in a little rut, but you also talked about how you're actually playing a decent yeah. brand of football. Is that um, is that frustrating a little bit? Or yeah, do- of course. You know, results always drive the mood and from, from us, coaches, fans, um, the media, um, and when you when you're not getting those results, but you're you know you're playing well, you, you look at Dallas at home. It's the game could have been you know three zero, and you know we're, we we couldn't find the back of the net. So you know they're they're difficult, but again we're we're not uh, not confident. We're not feeling sorry for ourselves. We know we can go anywhere and hang, and we have the grit and the fight. And now we got to put away our chances and. You know, limit these half chances for the opponent. How do you how do you how do you begin to put away your chances? That's probably been the only real one issue that myself and I guess the majority of the fan base would look at and say, uh, in the attacking third, you're creating chances, you're just not finishing them. So how do you start finishing? The hardest part of the game uh, is to put the chances away, and you know I think our full chances, you know, big chances, we we got to be more clinical, we got to be more killers in front of goal, and we got to be a little creative. You know, these half chances. Look at LFC's first two goals. They're half chances, and they find a way to put them away, and all of a sudden, you know, we're on the outside looking in. So for us, it's um, just having a little bit more of that, you know, feeling in the final third. And, and you know, when you get that half chance, put it away, uh, myself included. Is that the biggest takeaway from that LAFC game? They're obviously the supporter shield leaders. They're probably the best team. They could well be the best team to ever play in Major League Soccer with how how many players that uh, of quality that they have at their disposal. But they were so clinical in front of goal. Was that the biggest takeaway for you? That's what the difference is between Real Salt Lake and LAFC right now is they can finish chances and you guys are just I having mean, a hard time. Uh, they limit the mistakes. Um, very good in possession. And when they get their half moments, they have special players to put it away. And I think... We, from front to back, we're very solid, and now it's just uh, bringing out a little bit more quality in the final third. And on the defensive end, uh, knowing when to play out and when to just clear it, and you know, fight for the next ball. Looking ahead to Seattle up there um, on turf. What um, what are you expecting from them? Tough game. Anytime you go there, um, their crowd, the field, the way they play, um, they're a good team. It's going to be a very, very intense uh, game, and I feel a little bit of this game is going to be similar to LAFC. They're waiting for uh, a little lapse in, you know, either uh, concentration or a mistake to pounce on and go and score. Um, you know, with Rui Diaz and Ladero, Jordan Morris, Roldan, you know, those guys in the attack, they're they're special players. 
but it's not one team that's going to press us constantly like or go man-on-man like San Jose. So we'll have time on the ball and we'll be able to knock it and we have the quality to you know break them down and um, there's not going to be many chances in the game, I feel. Um, but when we get them, we got to put them away. We were able to catch a little bit of training today and um, without giving away too much of the game plan, obviously, it did look like you guys were trying to force the ball inside and then kick it out onto the flanks. Is that going to be part of the game plan, trying uh, to get central? I mean, if you go central, it's going to be a little difficult, you know, with mm, Roldan, Rusnak, and Ladero. You know, those guys want to win it central and play wide. We ju- we're just going to play both ways where you know we want to you know switch the point of attack like we did with lafc we want to break through lines and we want to play off the transition so i think there's many ways we're going to play um but the last thing we want to do is honestly force it central um for for them to pounce it and attack us i'm sure you'll like this final question have you had a chance to uh speak to albert rusnak on the instagram dm this week or no, not on the dm uh, we facetime uh monday uh love the guy great great guy happy for him he's happy um, but uh, you know, Sunday's going to be a fun one, I'm sure, for, for him to play his old squad. Do you, um, do you guys put any focus on, onto a player like him, or is he just another piece to the puzzle that you're trying to solve? In what regards? Well, I just, you know, because obviously there is a lot of love between him and, and you and, and the rest of the players yeah. on Real Salt Lake. I'm sure you'd love to beat him. I'm sure you'd love to kind of ruffle, ruffle him up a little you know, bit. Him, or, you know, Freddie's on that sideline, so there's... I'm sure it's, uh, you know, this game's been circled for both of those guys. And, you know, we won at home, and now they kind of want the revenge, and obviously they know what happened last year in the playoffs. So I think uh, this game has a lot of uh, energy, and there's a lot to play for if you look at the standings. This is a six-point game. This is a a big moment for us to separate ourselves from, you know, places five, six, and seven, and, um, you know, for them to climb the climb the table at home. So I, there's a lot to play for. I'm excited. It's going to be a very intense game, uh, and, uh, you know, we got to be ready. Justin, as always, thank you for the time, man. Thanks, Appreciate you, dude. Thank you. Hey, what's going on, man? How you doing? How you doing? That was nice. We're getting that down. Last time it was nearly a cauliflower deal. I was like, oh. Walk in the park? <laughs> okay, let's You're do ready, this thing. Ready and good to go. All right, perfect. Uh, Pablo, how's the vibe? What's the vibe of the team? Really good. Uh, really good week in training. Um, and again, I think the focus has been on continuing to do uh, some of the things, we're, same things that we've been talking about on both sides of the ball. But uh, really, the c- competition piece, the competing piece, uh, because the ball can pop out at any moment. And it seems like some of the goals that we've been conceding have been uh, kind of random in, in that regard. Um, so. Again, I think uh, we, we're, we're moving in a really good direction. It's just now getting results to validate the, all, all the work that we're doing. Is that, the, uh, is that the focal point going into this week is is just limiting those mistakes? It feels like you're playing a decent brand of football, but you know, one or two seconds here and there kind of costing you guys over the last month. Yeah, I think the game is so fluid um, that there's never a moment for pause, You know, especially when we're attacking. Our shape behind the ball has to be such that we're – aware that any breakdown could lead to a goal and I think for the most part we've been really good at that you know I, I, I just think the biggest part for us is is not conceding first I think you know I think you're playing a different game and you can control momentum you can control where on the field you can set your line of confrontation defensively if you score that first goal and so really the, the a lot of attention to, to how we want to press from the front what that looks like but more importantly is what defending as a group um, and, and attacking as a group 
Is that difficult to manage, uh, do you think, for the players when it comes to that? Do you, they understand the importance of not conceding, but at the same time they, they do want to score, so you know, flooding numbers forward too early in the match maybe is frowned upon by yourself, but, but if there's an opportunity you want them to do it, is that, is that difficult to manage? No, I think we play the game that, that, that's presented to us. You know, I don't think you force things. I think we have a, a way that we want to build. We have a certain structure that we want to play from, and we'll alter it depending on our opponents. Um, I think there are moments where we, we do break and we still haven't recognized if this is a good moment to serve the ball in because we have numbers or is this a moment to bring our team up and circulate it and set up a, a final third attack. Um, and I think that little bit of um, nuanced football is what we've been talking about. And we worked on it again today. Is this a moment to serve it in? Do we have good numbers? Do we have a runner behind? Or are we bringing our team up to make sure we set up our defense ready for a counterattack? I, um, you know, I, I often wonder how you score more goals when it comes to being more. You know, LFC was so dominant and, 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 and good, I guess, when it comes to finishing their chances. And you guys have been good at parts throughout this year, but as of late, you just haven't been able to quite put the ball in the back of the onion bag. I feel like it's a confidence thing. It's more mental than it is anything physical. Have you been preaching that? Is that been part of the conversation to the attackers? Yeah, uh, you know, I think these guys have been doing it for for, for some time now. Um, and, you know, like you said, early in the season when things were going well, um, we started scoring chances maybe that, that, that weren't great chances, but there's a bit of confidence within the group and, and, and you knock those in. I think now we're creating better chances and, and not being able to capitalize on them, whether it's a ball bobbling on the, on the goal line, for, you know, after a corner kick, uh, where L.A. took their chances and they were, they were lethal in front of goal. So for us, you know, what I'll say is this. The guys have been really sharp in front of goal this week, um, and so it brings in confidence, and now it's going out in the field and really applying that. And I think once you score your first one, it'll validate all the good feelings that, uh, that we're looking for to really bring this thing forward. Are you, um, I know you love talking formation, so I figured I'd ask you. That was sarcasm. You don't, but I'm going to ask you anyway. Um, are you committed to the 4 4 2? No. Okay. No. I. Well, here's, the, here's, here's where I'm interested, because like when you look at some of the biggest managers in the world, they're like committed to one, and that's, you know how that's, they're going to play, like Marcelo Bielsa loves to play with three in the back, and there are certain managers, and you've kind of tinkered a fair bit with, with some of the formation. I guess, where are you at when it comes to all of this? Well, I just think it's, you know, we've, we've lost Dami, and, and I think his best setup is in a four-two-three-one. Bobby can, prefers the four-four-two. Um, now we have opportunities with Serge and Sava, Serge and Anderson. So I just think it t- it's really about the players that you're going for at the weekend that best suit them and, and positions where they can thrive. You know, and I think Serge and Anderson actually did a really good job at the weekend stretching them. Um, you know, Anderson had a really good opportunity at the, you know, probably 15 minutes into the game and, and, and Serge obviously scored his goal. So depending on the players that we're going to go with at the weekend, the system can change what doesn't change is the principles that we want in, in play. And, and so our outside backs have certain duties, our pivots have certain duties, um, but those front four are always interchangeable and depending on our opponent, try to utilize them in the best way that suits them. Last year you scraped into the playoffs, you went on this incredible playoff run. We're entering the pointy part of the season at this point. Do you go back to what happened last year, maybe a bit earlier, and try to generate some sort of momentum However you did it last year, is at this, this point now, Justin Miram, who we spoke to, said this is a six-point game, so it's a big, big game for the standings. What, what have you said to the guys this week to try and get them going? Yeah. Again, I, 
it's not so much what I say, it's what I showed him from the clips at the weekend and how good we were with the ball, switching the point of attack, creating numerical advantages in the wide areas. And then it's just either the, the final pass or it's the finishing. But we're, we're playing really good stuff, Dallas as well, against some of the best teams in the league. Um, and so it's not so much about me talking, it's about me showing what they're doing so that they can see with their own eyes their actions. And, and, and again, I just think it's, it's that. It's so easy to say we don't want to concede first, we want to come in at zeros, but the game of football doesn't give you that. So we're playing for literally 5,400 moments in the game. And if you're off on one of those 5,400 moments, it could cost you the game either way. And so how do you do that? It's just awareness. It's communication. It's never never resting on your laurels. It's, it's all the little intangibles. It's not the big stuff. The big stuff is uh, we've been really good at. It's, it's really the moments that define games. Are you sliding to block it off a cross? You know, is, is someone getting their body in it before they can serve it? I mean, just all the little intangibles that make football football. I know last year you had issues communicating at times throughout the point of the season. You were pretty public about saying that. Is that has that been fixed this year? Are you okay with where the team's at when they're out on the pitch communicating with one another? This week, that's been an emphasis as well. Okay. And, and, and again, communication not just for direction. Communication to keep you in the present because you are talking. And communication to help out your teammate and keep him in the present. So when you don't talk, you get you, your, your internal mind starts taking over. And it starts talking crazy stuff to you. I think when you start communicating outwardly, you're focused in on what is currently happening. And when your teammate starts doing the same, and it becomes a contagion. And this week has been the best week from our back line to our midfield to our front line as far as communication. Was that a result of what happened last week? I noticed, I think it was the third goal, Arango, Marcelo just didn't know he was there. Maybe he couldn't hear the communication. And then the Gareth Bale thing kind of looked like that shouldn't have occurred and is, is that why yeah I mean those are definitely moments you know and, and one of the things that we talked about on that third goal was Brody all, this, all the only thing Brody had to say to Marcelo was open up open your body to be able to receive Chicho and he it's, was so worried about Carlos Vela on top of the box right, right? Yeah. so if he opens his body up now he can re- at least he's aware now he can take two steps back receive that run and Brody can now step forward with Vela so it's the, and that's what I'm talking about that's one of the 5400 moments it has nothing to do with football per se but it has everything to do with football uh, can you give us a uh, Seattle Sounders preview quickly? What do you expect? Um, listen, I think they're a very, uh, very good team, especially at home. I, I think they got some players up top in Morris, Ladero, and Rui Diaz, uh, who have been ice cold in front of goal. They, they just, they got, they're killers. They, they, they take every opportunity. Um, and then in the midfield, Albert's been, you know, a good two-way midfielder for them, creating opportunities, scoring a couple. Um, and then their back line has always been very stingy, giving up very little. Um, so for us, no different than any other game. It's, it's really going to take a complete performance. And one that I'd like to see us you know, work our way into the game, staying organized and really minimizing their opportunities and really taking our chances to really move up the field, move the team up the field, play with a lot of confidence, play with a lot of bravery, and uh, come away with a good result. I know you don't like the media to portray any game in this particular manner, but you know, with Garth Lagerway, Craig Weibel, Freddie Juarez, Albert Rusnak, the Seattle Sounders do have kind of a large contingent of former Real Salt Lake figures. Does this game mean more just because of that? Uh, well, I'm going to spin it a different way for you. I think when you when you when you haven't had the run of results that that you've liked as a group, the problem isn't out there. The problem's internal. And so we have to dig deep within ourselves. And that is the greatest motivator. 
nothing beyond us can motivate us as much as we can motivate ourselves. As always, best of luck, man. Thanks, Thank brother. you. Appreciate you. Cool. Thank you, Trey. Thanks, for your time, Thanks bro. Pablo. Absolutely. Thank you, dude. Great seeing you. Have fun. Right, yeah, you Go get him. Hello, brother. How are you? Once again, bro. We're going to be happy to hear from you, man. They miss you. Something, huh? Yeah, something, man. You gotta... something. They haven't heard your voice in a while. I'm like uh, av available every day here, so. <laughs> You're just hiding. You hide back there. Uh, that's my actually, you know, that's my space for training. That's not here. It's there, but. Part of the life. <laughs> Very cool, man. Hey, so so for the audio, it's clear, it's clear that it's you, but I just for the podcast, if you'll say hey, Demir Krylak, just okay. drop the name in there. Okay, cool. Uh, Demir Krylak, uh, long time no see, man. How you doing? Doing good. Uh, you know, just uh, one day at a time, getting one day better, and uh, you know, just giving everything to join the the team as soon as possible. Uh, unfortunately, there is no timeline because uh, the injury is kind of a little bit tricky, you know, because it's a, um, we are dealing kind of uh, with, with the nerve and, you know, no one knows when the nerve is going to heal. Uh, but, you know, doing the, all the, the stuff actually uh, we planned before and, uh, as I said before, just, you know, getting one day closer. Has the, um, the doctors have given you guidance as to kind of how it should go? Has it gone for the most part, according to plan? Yeah, exactly. So uh, we are like uh, by certain exercises ahead of schedule, which is very positive. I don't have like any pain, just kind of still a little bit symptoms, which is, they say it's totally normal. Uh, and yeah, just doing like um, all the things we have to do. So started to run like two weeks ago and, uh, you know, we are progressing, uh, you know, as I said before, day by day. You haven't ever had an injury of this magnitude before in your career how have you mentally, how have you dealt with it? No, I mean, it's, it's all good, you know, it's part of the life. Uh, this is the thing, uh, what I personally think, it's going to make you stronger. Not just in my case, I think overall uh, the players, they got uh, injured for, for, let's say, for a long term. Uh, and uh, yeah, unfortunately, it's my, um, not unfortunately, I mean, luckily, it's my first uh, injury um, I had in my career. And at the beginning, honestly, it was kind of, uh, you know, a little bit hard just to watch the, the, the guys uh, training every day, playing uh, every, every week. But then um, kind of you get used to it, you know, and, uh, you know, you, you actually um, understood that's the only way it's um, to support the guys from the, from the outside to, you know, to give them all strength, to give them all confidence. And uh, I think overall they are doing uh, more, more than great. So it's um, all up to us. We are controlling the situation and uh, I see very positive, uh, you know, final stretch of the season. Are you, uh, are you making the training room your home now? Is that, is that your happy place? Are you happy in there? You know, I'm like uh, just happy to training, whatever it is. Uh, I mean, uh, as long uh, as it's going to take, uh, you know, doesn't matter. The, the um, only thing is like in my head, I just want to go through it. And as I said, for sure, it's going to make me stronger. And, uh, you know, I know I'm going to uh, be back stronger. So Has the, the club's been very supportive for you throughout this whole process. Your family, have they played a big role, family and friends? Have you felt love from a lot of different places throughout all of this exactly you know and because of that i would like um, to say thank you to everyone you know to all their support uh, in this time but uh, you know it's it's um, it's it's not uh, the end of the world you know uh, it is what it is and uh, you know you have to uh, think positive and the positive things is going to happen can we comfortably say on camera that Demir Kralak will be back in, in season 2022? Uh, you know what? Um, I just want to be 
patient that's all about uh, you know I mean before surgery I, I, I told actually when I talked to Dr. Watkins from LA uh, that uh, you know it can be everything from three to eight months of course I said the goal it's going to be three months uh, and um, actually this is like whatever in 20 days so which I personally think it's going to be hard to be uh, to be on the on the on the field in, in 20 days uh, but uh, that's my goal to be uh, at least in full team training till the end of the season, you know, to get some minutes and then with the clear head to go uh, for off season. But the, the the great thing is actually that I really think that the team is gonna, you know, help me with that because any playoff game gives me, you know, at least uh, seven days um, more to to join them. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's hard to say if I'm going to be back uh, in 2022. It's my goal, but there is just like no timeline. Vladimir, we love and miss you, man. Thank you. Best miss, of luck the guys. rest yeah. of the way. One more thing, man. One more thing. Uh, do you have a message to Real Salt Lake fans? Uh, we all miss you on the field. You know, you're, you're a, a big piece of, of the team and people love you so much. So what kind of message do you have for the fans? So, you know, um, I would like just to, to say on behalf of the team that uh, we appreciate all the fans they're coming out every single week you know which means like uh, if I'm not wrong we have 12 uh, sellouts in a, in a row which means uh, that we have the best support in the league the best fans in the league and uh, because of that the team is uh, doing um, great you know and uh, I just uh, you know can't wait the, the final stretch of the season the final five games at home and uh, I know the fans they're going to push us through uh, you know to deserve actually what all of us want so no more uh, last-second Demir Krylak goals on decision day this year. I think we, you, you get a playoff spot secured, and then we go from there. That was too stressful, I think, for you and the fan base. Uh, no, I mean, you know, that's that's uh, you know one the, actually the best moment of, of my career, you know, uh, last year. But uh, you know, it's 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 great moment. But of course, I wish the team uh, it's gonna you know secure the spot even uh, before last round, before last game, and then we go from there. I mean, for us, it's the most important thing to get this uh, you know spot where we're going to host the, the playoff game and then anything is possible. So, And I really think, uh, you know, the way we play, the consistency we has, unfortunately, you know, the result didn't go our way, um, let's say, um, last month and a half. But the way the guys are playing, it's unbelievable. To have every single game between 12 and 20 shots, it means how much quality we have. And I really think we are the best uh, team of the league. Uh, and, um, you know... It's easy to say that, but I'm saying this because I'm watching uh, the guys every single week uh, play, and the way we play, just like it's it's unbelievable. So we have to keep going to play with the same confidence and we'll believe, and uh, you know, then the the, the positive things is going to happen. Thank you, Dummy. Thank you, guys. Appreciate, Appreciate it, man. Thank you.
It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Utah's best athletes count on flexibility, speed, strength. And the Jazz pick up their 22nd assist. So they count on University of Utah help. puts this game away. And so can you. Leading doctors, a world-class environment, award-winning innovation, care to be great. 14 unanswered by the Utes. University of Utah Health, caring for Utah's best and yours. Schedule your appointment now at uofuhealth.org slash care to be great.